Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Diagnosing pension problems in the NHS. An FT investigation has revealed that senior doctors across the country are turning down extra shifts or retiring early through fear of landing themselves with punitive tax bills. We find out how the pensions taper is bad for our health. Staying with pensions, if you're one of the 10 million UK workers paying into an auto-enrolment scheme, your contributions are set to rise from April. Keep listening to hear me quiz Paul Lewis, the presenter of Moneybox, on what this means. And finally, you might have a Fitbit to keep track of your activity levels, but did you know there was an equivalent for dogs called Pitpat? We bring you the latest on a new pet insurance product that has been launched this week. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Joe Cumbo, the FT's pension correspondent, bringing you all of this week's money news. But first, with the NHS facing a staffing crisis, the last thing the health service needs is for doctors to be cutting their hours or retiring early. But an FD investigation this week has found that these are the exact steps that doctors are taking to avoid being landed with huge pension tax bills. Doctors' unions and the NHS are now calling on the government to take urgent action to address the pension problem, which is deepening a workforce crisis and impacting on patient care. Joining me to explain why pensions have become a problem for the NHS is Phil Bowler, who is a specialist NHS advisor with Chase Devere Medical. Thanks for joining us, Phil. Now, Phil, why have pension tax charges become such a big issue for senior doctors and GPs? Well, uh, over the years, since the annual allowance and the lifetime allowance tax charge has been introduced by the government, the, the effect of this has meant that many doctors have been lured into a situation with uh, a tax charge on an annual basis that's complicated to, to work out. And, the, and annual, the annual limit is how much can be saved into a pension tax-free before tax charges apply? Correct, yes, which uh, has come down from a, a level of which was at one stage 255000 down to a level of 40000 recently. Okay, so there's been quite a squeeze on on annual savings limits. So what kind of tax bills are doctors being landed with? Well, this can range from a few thousand pounds to, in some cases, uh, tens of thousands of pounds. And most doctors have now, because of the limits reducing, are now being squeezed into this situation where they're having to pay uh, an additional tax each year. And what can they do, if anything, to mitigate the impact of these charges? 
Well, it's difficult because being in what we call a defined benefit pension scheme means that the flexibilities are, are fairly rigid. What they can do potentially is opt out the pension scheme, but that has implications obviously for their pension savings for the future. They can also try and um, work things so that things like their private income is reduced or even try and work at ways to reduce their NHS income. But that obviously has implications for for the NHS itself in the fact that doctors work in less hours. So they're, they're just turning down extra work to try and deal with the potential risk of these tax bills? In a nutshell, that's correct, yes. Right. Yes. So can you see any immediate action taking place to ease the situation for doctors? Well, I think doctors are becoming more educated. I think that's an important thing. Um, they need more expert guidance. We need more accountants as well who, who fully understand the um, annual allowance. But there are options such as they can opt in and out of the pension scheme, and they can obviously still be working for the NHS but not a member of the pension scheme. But again, that has implications for their pension savings. But really, the only way they can avoid it is by, by earning less. And uh, that, again, has implications for the NHS. Yes, it's, it's, it's a bad situation for everyone at the moment. We don't want our doctors working less. But just finally, the problem with the annual allowance taper particularly, it's not u- unique to doctors, is it? There are other higher earners who are affected by it. Yeah, anyone who's in a defined benefit scheme and a high earner and has relatively a long length of service are likely to be dragged into this. So it can be NHS managers, it could be uh, any other sort of local government type employee uh, and probably in a managerial role who could be dragged in. Okay, we'll be keeping a close eye on this story. Thanks very much to Phil. And you can read more about the FT investigation online now at ft.com forward slash money. And we will have more coverage of this important issue in the FT money section of the newspaper this weekend. If you're one of the estimated 10 million UK workers paying into a workplace pension via auto-enrolment, your contributions will rise from April. Joining me now to discuss is Paul Lewis, the freelance journalist and BBC Moneybox presenter, who wrote about this issue in last week's FT Money. Welcome, Paul. Workers' contributions are going up come April, and this increase will be felt in their pay packets. But, Paul, you don't think the rise will trigger mass opt-outs out of pensions. Why is that? No, I don't, because, in fact, they won't really, for most people, be felt in their pay packets, that their pay will go up, even though their contributions are going up. It's a weird thing, but contributions are rising nominally from for a, an employee from 3% of their pay to 5% of their pay. Now, everyone pays less than that because those percentages are on a band of earnings. And, you know, somebody typically on the, 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 the national minimum wage will find they're just paying sort of, you know, uh, 3 or 4% more uh, of their pay going into the... Three so or four. it's not their entire salary that these contributions are based well, on? Yeah. Now, nominally, the total contributions going in are supposed to be 8%, but that's of a band of earnings. So for most people, for example, on the minimum wage, the total going in will not be 8%. It will be more like 5% of their pay going in, of which they'll only pay a share. So they are going to feel it, in theory, because their contributions will go up, but it won't go up very much. The second, perhaps most important point, is that their pay will be going up. If you're on the minimum wage, that the national living wage is rising considerably by uh, nearly 5%. And so that will overwhelm any increase in your contributions. So the net effect will be your pay will go up 
in April. And that is what you'll feel. You said in your column that you think, if anything, that the increase is not enough. Well, it's clearly not enough. To get a decent pension, you need probably 20% of your total income going into um, the pension fund. And if you look, for example, at members of parliament, nearly 24% of their pay goes into their pensions. Roughly speaking, they pay nearly half of it and their employer, which is you, me and all the listeners, shells out about another 13% of that. So you need a lot more. The Bank of England pays 55% of its staff's pay into the pension scheme for those who are on the old final salary pension. So these amounts are tiny and not enough to get a decent pension. And that's why they've got to carry on going up and not stop as the plan is at the moment. Still 20% many people are struggling with debt and, and mortgages and particularly younger, younger savers might find that that's quite a steep bar to try and get to. So in particular, do you think that employers could be doing more in terms of contributions? Yes, absolutely. The strange thing about auto-enrolment is it reverses the normal division of contributions. For almost every other pension scheme, every traditional pension scheme, the employer pays in far more than the employee. In some cases, the employer pays it all. But with auto-enrolment, the employee pays the, the big share and the employer pays a lot less. From April, employers will typically fork out between 1.5% and 2.5% of total pay for their employees. And that's before they've got tax relief through their corporation tax. And many of them that will reduce it even more to perhaps as little as 1.25% of the pay bill. So they are not paying in very much. So I think they should be paying in, first of all, as much as the employee. And then beyond that, they should pay in perhaps 8% and then perhaps 10% of actual pay. So there's a reasonable amount is going into these pensions. The the danger is that people will think, well, I'm auto-enrolled, it's a government scheme, it must provide a decent pension. It won't. And unless employers also do their bit and pay in more, there are going to be an awful lot of very disappointed people when they reach pension age. Thanks very much there to Paul Lewis and you can read his column Auto-Enrolment Comes of Age now on ft.com forward slash money. And finally, for all the dog lovers out there, is your four-legged friend as fit as a fiddle or are they a bit of a podgy pooch? There's been some exciting news in the world of pet insurance this week with one insurer launching a new product for dogs involving a fitness tracker device called a pit pat. Joining me in the studio to explain more is Alex Howlett, who's reported on the story in FT Money this week. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Let's start with a pit pat. How does that work? So it's an activity monitor, a bit like a Fitbit, but for dogs. And you put it on the dog collar and using an app on the dog owner's phone, they'll be able to keep track of how much exercise their dog is doing. So if they over-exercise or under-exercise. And they'll have these goals, which are set according to the breed, age and weight of each dog. Um, So it's kind of personalised. And they've now made it dog-proof. I spoke to the founder this week and he mentioned that the first iteration, which came out a few years ago, didn't quite work because they realised that dogs roll in poo. (laughs) <laughs> so now it's waterproof. You can replace the Velcro. Poop-proof. And, and poop-proof, yeah, exactly. Well, this is all very reassuring. <laughs> so how does this PetPat device get you money off your pet insurance premium? Yeah, so 
PitPat has partnered with more than pet insurance. So when their customers get their quote confirmation, they'll be able to join PitPat Life. And I think for £48 a year, you'll, you'll have to pay that much and you get all kind of these perks of membership. But in the long run, if you keep exercising your dog and they remain close to their goals, you can get up to £100 off your insurance premiums. And how much exercise would you need to do with your dog to get £100 off your premium? It depends on the dog. (laughs) Can you give us an example? Uh, So perhaps if you have, I I mean, I'm not really sure how much you should walk each kind of breed, but if you have a small chihuahua, they'll have lower goals than if you have like a great big, I don't know. Right. So it's specific to the dog. Now, you you went to the launch event this week. This must Mm -hmm. have been quite interesting. How did it go? It was good. It was (laughs) quite surreal. It was quite star-studded. There were lots of Instagram famous dogs there. Uh, as the founder, Andy Noel, and someone called Rory the Vet, who's an Instagram famous vet, were trying to speak. You couldn't really hear of like the chorus of dogs kind of barking. But it was it was very interesting. And they talked a lot about kind of this obesity epidemic happening with dogs in the UK. I think around half of dogs are obese. So it's Not getting well enough done. exercise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, thanks very much there to the FT's Alex Howlett. And you can read more about this interesting story online now at ft.com forward slash money or in the FT money section of the newspaper this weekend. And that's all from The Money Show this week. To get in touch with The Money Team or to put a question to our team of experts, email us on moneyft.com. And for the latest news updates, follow us on Twitter at FT Money. We'll be back next week at the usual time. Till then, goodbye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.